0: You're listening to Doctrine and Duty, podcast of Brian Ray, Senior Pastor of Alexander Baptist Church in Chesapeake, Virginia, where biblical theology meets everyday Christian life. Greetings, beloved, in the strong and matchless name of King Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We are so blessed to be the people of God. Hey, it's good to be back with you and want to welcome you to another uh, episode of Doctrine and Duty. Uh, Brian Ray here. Uh, Just looking forward to spending some time with you as we continue to move through the abstract of principles, uh, doctrine of our faith. Um, And so I'm excited that you are uh, tuned in with us today. So we're going to jump right in. Uh, Today we're in in section 15, which is baptism. And I know I've covered the ordinances of baptism and the Lord's Supper uh, prior to this in uh, previous podcasts from days gone by. But since we're working methodically through, the uh, document, the Abstract of Principles from 1858. We shall not leave any stone unturned. Yes. Okay, so let me read to you first off what the Baptist Faith and Message 2000 says. Christian baptism is the immersion of a believer in water in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. It is an act of obedience, symbolizing the believer's um, faith in a crucified, buried, and risen Savior, uh, the believer's death to sin, the, b- the burial of the old life and the resurrection walk in newness of life in Christ Jesus. It's a testimony to his faith in the final resurrection of the dead being a church ordinance. It is a prerequisite to the privileges of church membership and to the Lord's supper. So, um, I really like what they did with the Baptist faith and message statement 2000, uh, when they, um, go into a little bit greater detail and somewhat of a, a more specific list, uh, that's connected to baptism. But, um, and just looking back, uh, some key points. Immersion, that's that's very important. Uh, we believe in immersion. Um, dunking, plunging uh, down into the water, back up out of the water again. I'll tell you why in a few moments. Um, but, well, you know what? Let me give you a little sample. The reason why is because the word in the Greek, baptizo, the Greek word, the verb, it means to plunge, to dunk, to go down in and come back out of the water. It never meant anything else. It doesn't mean to pour, dip, squirt. Uh, Any of those things, and so we are Biblicists, and we want to follow what the Scripture says. And so that is one of the hallmarks of being Baptist, and that is baptism. Makes sense, right? Next, it says in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Obviously, that comes right out of the Great Commission, Matthew 28, verses 16 through 20, specifically verses 18 through 20. It talks about it being an act of obedience, symbolizing some things. First of all, it says the believer's faith in a crucified, buried, and risen Savior. So, it symbolizes our faith. Next, it symbolizes our death, our death to sin. Next, it symbolizes the burial of the old life. And then last, it symbolizes the resurrection to walk in newness of life in Christ Jesus. So, there's this glorious picture of accepting Christ, having our sins washed away, going down into the water, back up out of the water again. It's a symbol of The Resurrection Unto New Life, and we'll go to that passage in Romans uh, a little bit later in the podcast. Also, it talks about it being a church ordinance. It is something that is decreed by Jesus that the church should do. uh, The other ordinance being the Lord's Supper. And it does go on to say it's a prerequisite to the privileges of church membership, and I would agree. For someone who has never been saved, baptism is the only way by, why, by which someone might join the church. And it also says a prerequisite to the Lord's Supper. There's a lot of um, discussion on that subject matter. I shall just leave it with what it says in the Baptist Faith and Message. Now, moving on to our text, which is the abstract of principles. Baptism is an ordinance of the Lord Jesus, obligatory upon every believer. I like that. I know some people say obligatory. It's an obligation. Yes, it is, but it's a glorious, good obligation. Obligatory upon every believer. Every believer is called to be baptized. It doesn't make sense. It didn't make sense in the New Testament for someone to be saved and not be baptized. We see that throughout the book of Acts. It says, obligatory upon every believer wherein he is immersed in water. Again, there's no dipping, there's no pouring, there's no squirting. Um, It is immersion. Baptize. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Again, Matthew 28, as a sign. Now, Baptist faith and message, use symbol here, abstract, use a sign, as a sign of his fellowship with, oh, I like that, the death and resurrection of Christ, the remission of sins, giving himself to God, living and walking in newness of life. It is a prerequisite to church fellowship, interesting, we would say membership and fellowship, and to participation in the Lord's Supper. Um, we first find out about baptism in the New Testament, actually, uh, when we're talking about the life of Christ in Matthew chapter 3, verse 13. Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to John to be baptized by him. John would have prevented him saying, I need to be baptized to you, by you, and do you come to me? John's like, well, wait a minute. This is backwards here. <laughs> you need to be baptizing me, Lord. I don't need to be baptizing you. But Jesus answered him, let it be so for now. Uh, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he consented. And when Jesus was baptized, immediately he went up from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him, and saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and coming to rest on him. Behold, a voice from heaven said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Baptism there marking uh, basically an example of obedience, that the Lord Jesus Christ obeyed the will of the Father in being baptized. And so baptism is an act of obedience. It, It really is that first major public act of obedience of a new believer, and that is to be baptized in front of the church family, and so that there can be celebration and great joy over someone getting saved and someone joining uh, the local church. Uh, You know, I've read, I mentioned the book of Acts in general, and I I really have numerous passages, um, I guess you would say, marked um, for this study, but I think think we're just going to go Quickly to just Acts chapter 2, um, and in verse 41, and, and this is after the preaching of God's Word, a preaching of repentance and faith. In verse 41, it says, So those who received His Word were baptized, and there were added that day about 3,000 souls. So it wasn't common at all for someone to get saved and then to not be baptized. What was common was people got saved People got baptized. It's just what happened. It's according to the to the will of God and the teachings of Jesus, which are the same. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship to breaking bread and prayers and awe came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles, and all who believed were together and had all things in common. It says all they were and they were selling their possessions and belongings, distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. And we would say, along with that, uh, there would be baptisms day by day as people uh, got saved as well. So thinking about um, the mandate or the obligatory nature of baptism, it is obligatory. It is a mandate. Christ tells us in Matthew 28 to go and baptize. And so uh, believers should be baptized and believers should seek to baptize others through the local church, uh, not just like going around in public swimming pools or in people's bathtubs and saying, Hey, let me baptize you. Let me dunk you. You can be a dunkin' punkin' today. No, not at all. Uh, we're Baptists. We believe in the authority of the local church to um, perform baptisms that would be in line with Scripture. Now, I do want to look at Romans chapter 6 because this is where we get the symbolism from. This is where dipping, pouring, squirting, sprinkling, none of those methods of baptism. I, I would say none of those methods of getting people wet because you can't even qualify those as baptism because they're just not. And I'm not trying I'm not saying that to offend anyone. Uh, We have people of other denominations in Protestantism. We have Catholics as well. Uh, Not meant to offend, but we need to be obedient to the Word of God, to the Scripture, and baptized does not mean those things. So getting people wet is not a command of Christ. Baptizing them, immersing them all the way down under the water and back up out of the water in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, that is what is commanded of Christ. That is the example of Christ. Christ wasn't sprinkled. He wasn't poured. He wasn't dipped. He wasn't... None of that. He was baptized. He was immersed. And, and when you think about the symbolism, you have no symbolism whatsoever with dipping, pouring, sprinkling, squirting, none of that. None at all. So in Romans 6, it says, What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? By no means. How can we who died to sin still live in it? Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism unto death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. So there's this glorious picture of death and burial going down into the water and then resurrection coming up out of the water. There's a symbolism of of being uh, filthy and and getting clean through the water. So there's a picture of cleansing. There's a picture of death to self, death to the old life, death to the old man, uh, death to sin and then raised, resurrection, raised to walk in newness of life. These are the glorious truths that we find connected to baptism. And, by the way, hello, you can't get any of those pictures any other way than the biblical mode of baptism. So it's very important that this is something that takes place uh, within the local church. It is something that takes place according to the Scriptures. It is something that takes place according to the method of, uh, that is prescribed in the scriptures simply by the what the word baptism literally means in the New Testament. Okay, so uh, practical. What does that mean? Well, it means if you're saved, you should be baptized. And if you're saved and you haven't been, you need to join a local church, get all in with Jesus, get all in with that church family, and be baptized. What if you were baptized um, before you got saved? Maybe you grew up in a, a Protestant denomination or a Catholic church that believed in um, uh, being baptized before conversion, then you would need to be baptized after conversion because Scripture never once mentions someone getting baptized before they were converted. So those would not be valid uh, for biblical or scriptural baptism. Uh, what if um, you were um, converted uh, later in life? You you might have thought you were converted. You got baptized, but but you realize no, that that I don't know what happened when I was younger, but. I didn't really get Jesus, but later in life, you you got saved. Does that disqualify your first baptism? I, I would say it negates it, um, because if you weren't really converted, then then the baptism is not really meaningful, and that you would need to be baptized. Rebaptized, I would say baptized biblically, because that, that only takes place one time, and that is after conversion. Okay, folks, listen, love you. Uh, let all of you go get baptized (laughs) if you haven't been baptized if you have been baptized please don't get baptized again this is not not necessary not needful um but let's be faithful to the lord jesus let's praise him all our days and and let's be good biblicists let's be a people who go by the word of god listen i love you have a super day take care and uh join us here at alexander baptist church online on facebook or in person good day You've been listening to Doctrine and Duty, a podcast of Alexander Baptist Church located at 4316 Pamela Court, Chesapeake, Virginia. Join us Sundays at 10 a.m. and find us online at abch.org.